0: Hello and welcome to Sermons from First Press, a weekly podcast from the First Presbyterian Church of Ann Arbor, Michigan. The scripture reading for today comes from the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers and sisters in Christ and Colossae, grace to you and peace from our God the Father. In our prayers for you, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. You have heard of this hope before in the word of the truth the gospel that has come to you. Just as it is bearing fruit and growing in the whole world, so it has been bearing fruit among yourselves from the day you heard it and truly comprehended the grace of God. This you learned from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be lifted with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him as you bear fruit in every good work and as you grow in the knowledge of God. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our
1: second scripture this morning comes from the gospel according to John. Let us continue to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make it bear more fruit. because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing, But I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and to bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. I am giving you these commands, so that you may love one another. This is the word of the Lord. <laughs> some of my favorite pictures of my little niece Arden Claire, some of my favorite pictures of any and every kid are the ones from the blueberry patch and the strawberry patch. Sticky colored fingers, mouths stained red or blue or shades of purple giggling in delight as they encounter the fruits of the field. Fresh, surprising, real. And more magical still, as the pictures continue from a day like this, is the final gift of the fruit when a day trip out to the fields to pick fruit turns into an evening enjoying a fresh-baked pie. Bubbling to perfection, a scoop of ice cream on top, And again, I can picture Arden Clare covered head to toe with a big smile on her face and the widest grin with the stickiest of fingers. It is a fun and fabulous day for any kid to see the best of the fruit that is born in the fields fresh from the bush or the vine or the tree and then to delight in the goodness again baked in fresh pies and tarts as the whims and wills of the parents and friends foster and cultivate the experience for them. But when Arden Claire does not know yet, she will learn in time just how long it takes to plant and to bear that fruit, and also how much slicing and dicing and mashing and rolling goes into the very perfect pie. But she will. She will learn like all of us had to, like all of us will. Now, I am no expert in growing fruit or keeping anything green alive for that matter, but I do know that there is seeding and watering, pruning and preparing, weeding and watching as the plants take root. For trees, there are sometimes years of disappointment before the apples and oranges begin to burst beyond the flowers. And maybe a little less grim and grueling response from blueberry and strawberry bushes. What I mean is that it's a process to get all the way to the faces of delight and the sticky fingers. So says Jesus when he waxes poetic about being the vine as we are the branches, it is a process. And the only way to get closer to produce more and better fruit is to cling tightly to the vine. So it goes in the life of Christian discipleship. So it goes in the life of ministry. So it goes in the life of resident ministers. I was in a preaching group these last five years with several pastors who spent their first years in ministry as resident ministers, from this church here at Second in Indianapolis and from Bryn Mawr when there was a program there. And in our first year, all that we had on our folder was unnamed preaching group, and we knew that was a problem. But we are preachers, after all, and so whatever we were going to name ourselves, it had to be significant. It had to be meaningful, and it had to be something that would speak to this work that we had done as resident ministers, the work that we needed to do in the church and in ourselves to be effective preachers and proclaimers of the good news that had been entrusted to us. By the vine... Is the name that we came up with. It blooms from our scripture this day because there is something about bearing fruit that only seems good enough when we too are connected, entwined with Jesus, doing the hard work of pruning and preparing learning more and more how to love deeper and fuller than we have ever known as we stretch ourselves and shape ourselves more into the bearers of the being, the bearers of the fruit of Christ, more than we have ever been, but not as much as we will ever be. Because it seems to me that we always have growing to do. Prune, replant, Revive, reroot, try again. But always abiding by the vine. And Jesus says that if we abide, if we hang close enough, if we keep the commandments, the love of God and Christ Jesus our Lord will grow and produce the sweetest of fruit for the stickiest of fingers in which to delight. And we spend our lives in the teeter-totter of pruning and growing, hoping and praying that we don't grow too wild by the wares of the world before someone calls us back to the vine, or prune too close to the source where we end up maimed instead of just scarred while we were just being faithful. We come here for that work, to the church, as resident ministers growing in our calls and as people trying hard to be faithful to the cause of Christ week after week, the pruning and the growing, the discovering of the finest fruits and figuring out what to do with the wild sour grapes, it is what the church has always been and what the church will always be. Because it turns out that every patch has a little bit of it all, the sweet and the sour, the properly pruned and the wild weeds. And we spend time, like this weekend, celebrating with sticky fingers, delighting in the real fruit of ministry being grown and nurtured from the residents who got their start in ministry in this place and feasting on the product of good and faithful work, mindful of the scars from the pruning, grateful for the plants that took root within this garden for a time, relishing the gift of getting started here before being scooped up and rerouted across the nation and around the world, that we might continue to do good and faithful work, staying close to the vine, And helping the process of pruning and growing as the church discovers and rediscovers its purpose as the source of help and hope in our very broken world. So what I'm saying is this. Delight wholeheartedly in the sticky fingers of this weekend all the way to the sticky fingers and feet that went into the mashing and preparing the feast that is before us at this table. But do not forget the heaviness of that call. It is the joyful feast of the people of God, but also it is a promise sealed in blood that you are named and claimed as God's own no matter The cost. The taking and breaking of body and being that Jesus did at this table in bread and in cup is so we might know of divine love and the charge too that comes from this table that nourishes us and tells us to abide in that same love that we might break wide open for the sake of our neighbors and strangers and all of God's beloved. Such is the process, behind and beyond the sticky fingers. And thanks be to God, who is always moving before us in the hard and holy work of being the bearers of the fruit of God. Let all God's people say.
2: May that prayer be always on our lips. You are holy and constantly showing us holy love, so much so that you sent us your son, Jesus Christ, who said, come and follow me. I will show you a new way of living. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, forgave the sinful, comforted the hurting, and challenged the complacent. For this he was crucified, then buried and gone. Mary cried and the disciples hid And the world stood still. But once more you said, I am still here. I will always love you. And I will always be love. I will always be life. And you raised him from the dead, introducing us again to love everlasting and to life eternal. And so we proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again.
1: And we pray on boldly, saying, send your spirit upon us, O God. Be in this bread and this cup, for we need you. We need your guidance when we are strong. We need your strength when we
2: are fatigued. We need your hope when we feel like giving up. And so believing that this meal can provide all that and even more, we pray as Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who (laughs) art in heaven